0: Welcome to the Daily Word from the Fountain, heard weekdays at 4 p.m. on Life Radio WIFI. Stay tuned for today's encouraging and inspirational message. It's been 20 minutes. Nobody's liked it yet. Come on, somebody like it. Hey, come on. I liked your last six Instagram posts. Give me a little double tap here. I could use a little heart going on. Oh, social media is a wonderful way to stay connected with people, family, share the gospel. But if it's where you're getting your approval, I said if it's where you're getting your approval and your self-worth, Instagram's gonna kill you. Do you know why we're so prone to become addicted? I'm gonna tell you why. Because God created us to be dependent creatures. We were created by God for God. We were created to be dependent on God. I want everybody to hear this. We are prone to be addicted because God did not make us independent. He made us dependent and he made us dependent so we would depend not on this but on him. So we were created to be dependent on God. It will go up on the screen in a moment. We were created to depend on him, to rely, listen, to rely on him, to lean on him, to trust on him and to draw strength from him. And that's how addiction develops. I'm going to tell you today, everybody in this room, addiction is a cheat. It gets us dependent on something other than God. Something other than God to fulfill us. Something other than God to meet our needs. Something other than God where we can find peace and some joy. Addiction is like artificial fruit. Anybody ever have a little bowl of that artificial fruit on your coffee table like back in the day? Yeah, yeah, some of it. You know, an artificial fruit promises substance, but when you pick it up, it's empty. Addiction and these vices promise satisfaction, but they leave you empty. What is underneath all these addictions? I'm going to talk to you today, a few moments, because some people in the room are struggling with the giant of addiction. Some it's alcohol, some it's food, somebody's cutting, somebody needs weed to cope, somebody just can't deal unless you get another reward, gotta have some more money, I need a smoke break, something to dull the pain and if I go on a porn site it'll at least help me escape for the moment. God never intended for us to depend on some artificial vice. I said God never intended for us to depend on some artificial vice to fulfill us or to meet our needs. But what is underneath all these addictions? I think two things. Weakness and vulnerability. As soon as we feel weak, as soon as we feel vulnerable, we're prone to, we should run to God but we often don't. We run to a person or, or some escape route. Weakness and vulnerability. Somebody hurt us. Somebody took the engagement ring back. Somebody who promised to love me till death do us part parted. They walked out on me. They left me and the kids. I thought the job was gonna last forever. We got bought out. Now I got nothing. I got no paycheck. The person that promised to love me stopped. The house I dreamed about went into foreclosure. The repo man took my car. And the person that should have loved me, abused me. What's under addiction is a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and loneliness and emptiness. And usually there's a person or an event in life that has hurt us And we feel weak, and we feel vulnerable, and so we look to something or someone other than God to meet our need and fulfill us. And so what we end up doing is we end up covering up. We cover up our emptiness. We cover up our pain. We cover up our loneliness. We cover up our pain. We cover up our emptiness so that at least we appear stronger than we are. And we do it with these vices when we get dependent on all these things. And I came to tell you that the giant of addiction must fall. Let me take you to the story of David and Goliath because you're probably wondering how in the world does this have anything to do with David and Goliath, but I'll tell you it does. Let's go to the, David said to Saul, I'm not gonna rehearse the story. You know David's about to fight the giant. He said, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, look at those words. You are not able. In those first four words, Saul is saying, let me tell you, David, how weak you are. Let me tell you how vulnerable you are. You're too young, too small, too weak, too inexperienced. And he crushes his confidence or he attempts to crush his confidence. When somebody says you are not able, you're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not smart enough. You're you're a loser. You're a failure. When, When people attempt to crush us, we feel hurt. And right there we have a choice. Run to the vice or run to God. And so David now... He's being told right there. He's ready to go. He's full of the Lord. He knows God is a shepherd. He's ready to fight the giant. And right when he's ready to step out into this new season, somebody says, you are not able. You can't. And he accentuates his weakness. You're not able to go and fight the Philistine. You're a young man. He's been a warrior from his youth. David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And, and, and let me just pause. I think David started out with, could I just interrupt you for a minute because I have some information you need to hear. Because uh, your servant was keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, rescued it from the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I love this part, I seized it by the hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed the lion and a bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. Somebody say amen out loud to that. Uh, You see, uh, I think what David was saying, when I faced a bear, that bear was bigger than me. I was weak in front of that bear. When I faced the lion, the lion was more dangerous than me and I was weak and vulnerable. But when I faced the lion and the bear, the Lord was enough for me then. And he will be enough for me today. But you don't want to know what? I find interesting. Watch. Saul couldn't let it go. So here's what he says. Next verse. Uh, Well, David went on. The Lord who rescued me from the paw, of the lion and the bear. He will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said, go. The Lord be with you. But Saul couldn't let it go. So here's what Saul did. Saul dressed David in his own tunic, put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on Saul's sword over the tunic, and tried to walk around because he was not used to them. And the next verse says this, David took his staff in his hand and he chose five smooth stones from the brook and he approached the Philistine. This is, this is powerful right here. You got to hear this. Here's what Saul was saying. David, I know you're religious and all, and I know you're trusting God and all, but the Lord is not enough. Go back to, if you will, uh, sister, projection sister, and uh, take me to where he put the armor on David. I think it's the verse before. And uh, I think Saul was saying, I know that you're trusting in the Lord, but the Lord is not enough. So you need my armor and you need my sword. And here's what the devil will tell you. The Lord is not enough for you. You need a drink to go along with it. The Lord is not enough for you. You need another accomplishment. The Lord is not enough for you. You need more money. The Lord is not enough to heal your pain. You need a painkiller. Are you hearing me, everybody? The culture tells us. This culture is telling us the Lord is not enough. And the devil has lied to some of you sitting in the room here today. And I know it's not easy to deal with, but the only reason we run to the bottle or put a cigarette in our mouth or a joint... or or we try to make more money or we're on some porn site because we can't deal with reality or have to run to the fridge every time we're about to lose our mind. I I just wanna talk to you today. The reason we do that is because the devil has convinced us that God is not enough and that we need something else. But I come here today to tell you, he is enough. He's not just enough, he's more than enough. What Saul was saying, let me cover you. David, you're weak. David, let me cover you. David, you're vulnerable. Let me cover you up. All of us are weak. All of us are vulnerable. You've been hurt. I've been hurt. I've been crushed more than by church people than anybody else. I've been hurt in church, outside of church. So have you. I read the letter from the bank when my house went into foreclosure. I felt like the crisis was gonna crush us. I prayed for my daughter to be delivered from addiction for years before it happened. And in those times when the letter you're reading, the home you dreamed about, the bank now has it back and you gotta get out. I've been there. And when and when it when, when it begins to close in on you, the devil will lie to you and say, "God is not enough. You need some earthly help over here." And I come today to tell you the devil's a lie, because the Lord is enough. And you know where this whole uh, uh, you know where this whole cover up thing started? Let me cover up my pain. Let me cover up my vulnerability. It started in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. How many remember Adam and Eve? Yeah, 12 of you. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> just kidding. It's getting a little heavy there. Uh, so it so started in the Garden of Eden. Remember, God created man and woman. He said it was good. And they were, they were naked. And they were not ashamed. How cool is that? But then they ate the fruit, and everything went south. Let me take you to the story. A man will leave his father and mother, hold fast to his wife. They'll become one flesh, the Bible says. Uh, but after they ate the forbidden fruit their eyes were opened and they knew they were naked and so what did they do? the minute they knew they were naked they tried to cover up so they sewed fig leaves together and they made for themselves loincloths hmm let me just hit the pause button that's exactly what we do when we feel weak and vulnerable we want to hide we want to cover up I don't want anybody to to know I'm not as strong as they think I am. I don't want anybody to know I'm afraid right now. I don't want anybody to know I'm feeling insecure right now. So I'm going to cover up my vulnerability. That's exactly what addiction is. It's an attempt to cover up our weakness and our vulnerability by becoming dependent on something other than God. But then God did something when they tried to cover up. And I don't want you to miss this. If you miss everything else, don't miss this. And here's what God God came down to the garden of Eden and he called out to the man and the woman says where are you because God came down in the cool of the day every day he says Adam and Eve where are you how many know God knew exactly where they were see God knew where they were he just wanted to find out if Adam and Eve knew where they were see whenever God asks a question he's not looking for information he's about to drop revelation so where are you he says, I heard the sound of you in the garden, Adam said. He says, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Right here is the first episode of Naked and Afraid. <laughs> you like that? I just thought of that. They were naked and afraid. He says, I, I was naked and I was afraid. I Watch, I was weak and I was vulnerable, so I hid myself. And then look what God did. The Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Don't miss this. Adam and Eve sewed fig leaves together. It was their attempt to cover. But God says, I've got a better way to cover you. And so to get skins from animals, something had to die. Something had to shed blood. Can you tell where I'm going, anybody? This right here is the first picture of the sacrifice of Jesus. Adam and Eve's covering of fig leaves, their attempt to hide their weakness or vulnerability was not good enough. So God slew an animal, blood was shed, and that covered them. And I'm here today to tell you 2,000 years ago on a hill called Calvary, God sent his son Jesus. He died, his blood was shed so that he can cover you so that he can cover you. And that covering is not just enough. That covering is more than enough. The covering of the blood of Jesus leaves me wanting nothing. I don't need the blood of Jesus and a drink. I don't need the blood of Jesus and a painkiller. I don't need the blood of Jesus and a joint. I don't need the blood of Jesus and more money. The blood of Jesus is more than enough. Somebody give God a praise in the house. Hallelujah to the lamb. Adam and Eve, your covering isn't good enough. The covering I provide Something had to die and had to shed blood. Jesus died, shed his blood to cover your weakness and your vulnerability. And I'm here today to tell you, you don't need Jesus plus anything. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see, everybody, the devil's not really fighting with Jesus. He's too smart for that. So what he's doing is producing A counterfeit cover And all of our addictions Are counterfeit covers And we go back to the story of David So we begin to Go towards the end In verse 39 David fastened on his sword And the tunic He tried walking around Because he was not used to them And then in the next verse it says Basically he He took it off Saul, here's your helmet. Here's the tunic. I don't need it. Here's the sword. The name of the Lord was enough for me when I fought the lion and the bear. And the name of the Lord is going to be enough for me when I go down here to fight this giant. I don't need the Lord and your armor. I don't need the Lord and those vices. The Lord was enough for me. When I fought the lion, he was enough for me. When I fought the bear, by God, he's gonna be enough for me today. And when David ran into that valley of Ella, he went, I believe he went saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want for protection. I shall not want for cover. He's more than enough. We hope you enjoy the daily word from the fountain. The Fountain of Life is located at 2035 Columbus Road in Burlington, New Jersey. Pastor Russ would love to meet you this Sunday at either of our 9 or 11 a.m. services. For directions or more information, please feel free to contact us by calling 609-499-2131 or visit our website at flcnj.org. On behalf of Pastor Russ, thanks for listening to today's message on Life Radio WIFI your inspiration station.